The story of the Bible is that our fellowship with God, which was lost in the beginning, is being restored through the ministry of Christ. And as Christians, we believe that we can get to know the one true living God through the pages of his word. In today's episode, we're going to be jumping right into Matthew chapter 10, because why not? Hi guys, and welcome back to the Why Not podcast with me, Connor JC, and this is the last day of Matthew before we break for the weekend. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this week's teaching so far, and remember that on Sunday we're going to be having a podcast episode on prayer, so do tune in for that. But anyway, let's get right into Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. And he called to him his twelve disciples, and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out, and to heal every disease and every affliction. The names of the twelve apostles are these. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus and Phidias, Simon, the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, give without pay. Acquire no gold or silver or copper for your belts, no bag for your journey, or two tunics, or sandals or a staff, for the labourer deserves his food. And whatever town or village you enter, Find out who is worthy in it, and stay there until you depart. As you enter the house, greet it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that town or house. Truly I say to you, it will be more bearable in the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child, and the children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next, for truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher, and the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light. And what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. 
And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. So anyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. The one who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And the one who receives a righteous person because he is a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly, I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. Amen. So there we have it. There are two things that have kind of stood out to me today. I'm by no means saying that these are the most important things in the passage, but these are kind of things that have stood out to me. And actually, some people have been asking me what version of the Bible am I reading through right now? And I'm reading through the ESV. So, yeah, there we go. There's some questions answered. But yeah, I want to draw our attention to two things. So the first is that Jesus didn't just call the twelve, but he also gave them the power to do what he called them to do. And I don't think I realised that he told them to raise the dead. Like this early on, he's telling them to go and raise the dead. So he's saying, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. He just says it so casually. Like, uh, that, that, that one kind of blew my mind a little bit. Um, but we do see later on in Acts that, like, people are raising people from the dead. So there we go. But, yeah, I don't think I realised that it was kind of this early on that Jesus is saying do this. I think, like, the same principle holds true today. So whoever God calls, he equips. And, you know, the equipping may not be completely evident before the ministry begins, but it will be evident along the way, and I think I can see that in my life. So a lot of kind of things that I'm just learning about myself now in terms of like opportunities to preach and stuff, that is not something that I thought I was equipped to do like when I first became a Christian. In fact, probably anything but. And even now, I'm still kind of in two minds like, but can I really do this? But, you know, got God's working in us all the time. And I think it's amazing. And you should too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that's kind of the first thing that i want to draw attention to and the second thing is kind of the bit about the god knows every number of hair on our head like jesus disciples didn't need to be afraid because god really does care for them even to the most minute detail and if god cares for the sparrows and the numbers of our very hairs on our head then of course he pays careful attention to our needs. For like whenever we face kind of opposition, we can easily feel that God has forgotten us. But he hasn't. 
<laughs> he really hasn't. No, God knows us better than our friends know us, better than our husband or wife knows us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. We don't even know how many hairs are on our head, yet God knows. So why do we think that God doesn't know or doesn't care and really diminish his character and who he is? Huh. I think because we think that we can we can do it ourselves, but yeah, I can see that in my life. But yeah, th those are my little tidbits from this chapter. I, I just feel really encouraged going through the book of Matthew. Uh, I don't know about you guys. But yeah, it's going to be really interesting going through the Gospels consecutively. So we're going to be doing, obviously, the New Testament in a year. And yeah, uh, there are a lot of parallels between the Gospels, but a lot of kind of differences as well. So yeah, it's exciting to look through. But anyway, so that concludes this week in Matthew. So if you're listening for the Daily Devotions, we'll pick back up again on Monday with Matthew chapter 11. And as I said in the beginning, on Sunday, we're going to be having a podcast episode about prayer. Because if you're anything like me, I think we, it's about time we chatted about prayer. But yeah, that is what I have for you guys. And like every day, let me just encourage you to spend some time looking at this passage and having a time of prayer. And yeah, let's just have a little time of prayer now. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are almighty, all-knowing God. We thank you, Lord, that you know everything from beginning to the end. You know the number of hairs in our head. You know everything that we struggle with, everything that we've ever been through, everything that we are going to struggle with in the future and go through in the future. Thank you, Lord, that you are with us. Thank you that through Christ we are victorious. We thank you that it's because of the finished work on the cross that we can kind of stand firm, knowing that regardless we are forgiven and that you you are for us. We pray that as we go about our weekend and continue this day, Lord, that you'd uh, be with us, strengthening us, helping us to be as uh, wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. We thank you, Lord, for the different settings that you've placed us in. We pray that we'd uh, be trying to make you known. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. But anyway, I hope you guys are well. As usual, goodbye, God bless, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.